Many of us in this room have had this experience. We're looking for something, but we can't find it. And it's right there, right under our nose or in our hand or the last place we put it so that we'd remember. Sometimes we, we go through those things. We, we, we don't see things. We're standing in the forest and someone says, how were the trees? And we didn't see them. Or we don't recognize, you know, uh, did you notice so-and-so was at church today or at school today or, or at the store today? And we didn't. Or we, we, people will tell us things or, or tell a joke or tell a story and we don't quite grasp it. We don't understand. We didn't see the, the, the purpose, the meaning. The story that, that I always enjoyed telling it happened a, a number of years ago, probably back in the early 2000s. Um, some of you are familiar with the uh, famous violinist Joshua Bell. Uh, when he was very young, at 17, he played Carnegie Hall, and they had given him a, a rather expensive uh, violin to play. The Washington Post decided to do some experiment uh, with him, uh, experiment with him, or they put him down in a subway in Washington, D.C., and he stood there, put a hat on the floor, and he stood, played this multi-million dollar violin, and people just kept walking by. Uh, didn't even recognize, and he played some of the most difficult pieces that a violinist would play. And at the end of the day, he counted just a little over $30 in his hat uh, after the hour or so that he played. Uh, now he's, I just looked up his net worth this morning, it's just over a little $20 million. But... Um, so those of you who are playing string instruments now, stay with it. Uh, <laughs> drive us all crazy, but stay with it. Uh, you know, and, 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 and people didn't recognize him. People didn't see. People didn't know that that was this famous young rising star. They passed right by. That's what Zephaniah is saying to us today. Zephaniah is saying to us, did you notice the Lord is in your midst? The psalmist even reminds us, the psalmist says, cry out with joy and gladness because among you, among you, with you, is the great and holy one of Israel. Doesn't mean me, means the Lord. Doesn't mean any of us. And Zephaniah gets all excited about this. He says, the Lord is already here. The Lord walks among us. As I told you a couple weeks ago, you know, when they asked Jesus, when's the kingdom coming? He said, why are you worried about when it's coming? It's already here. I am the kingdom. I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. So here we come to this third week of, of our Advent celebration. And hopefully by now we're all preparing. We're very active as we prepare ourselves to celebrate this great feast of the birth of Christ. The end of Mass, I've got a ton of announcements for you. It shows how busy we really are at this time of the year. But, you know, we're, we're, we're getting ready. We're, our, our trees are up. Our decorations are up. Cookies are for sale. Cookies are being made. But I always wondered, what are they doing in heaven? You ever think about that? This is the Charles Persing twist on the, on the scriptures. <laughs> They're celebrating they have to be celebrating. We are. And if we pass from this world to the next, then we continue the celebration. Except this time we celebrate with he who is born, he who is, lives, he who had died, he who lives. You know, we celebrate our milestone birthdays with parties. Why wouldn't the family of Jesus celebrate as well? 
I think more probably, and here's the twist, the celebration is about us. We are celebrating him, but he is celebrating us. Let me tell you why I think that. Because we get it. We understand why he had to come. We understand why God stripped himself of his divinity and became like us in all things but sin. We understand why God had to take on nature through the Virgin Mary. We understand how God, why God was born in poverty, in a manger, with no place to rest his head. We understand what the ministry of Christ was about. We understand why his call, what his call to repentance was. We understand his call to us to be servants. And we recognize that he's already come and will come again. We know that he saved us from our sins, and we believe that he is prepared to welcome us into the kingdom. That's the rejoicing on this third Sunday. That's what we're called to, re- to, 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 to celebrate. And I think that, that heaven is thrilled because we read places in Scripture that, that heaven rejoices over the, over the lost one, over the 99 righteous ones that stayed behind. James reminds us that you and I save a soul for someone else. We save them from their sins. We save our own soul. And heaven rejoices. We heard Zephaniah this morning. He said, because of this, let's all shout for joy. Let's sing and sing joyfully. Let's be glad. Let's exalt. There's this whole movement of joy. There's this whole movement on this third Sunday to really lift our spirits to the, to recognize Christ among us. In our midst, he's removed the judgment. He's turned away our enemies. You know, I I, I just think that that if we read it again, you get time to do this, say, read it again and keep putting your name in there. You know, shout for joy, insert name. (laughs) Sing joyfully, insert name. Be glad and exalt, insert name. The Lord has removed judgment against you, insert name. Turned away your enemies, insert name. The Lord is in your midst, insert name. You'll have no more reason to fear, insert name. You get it. There's ten more lines, and you got it. But, you know, it's time for us to to recognize that Christ is with us. Christ is among us. Christ is already here. Uh, This is not part of my script, but it just popped in my head, and I'm telling it anyway. Um... When I was when I was in Shemokin, God bless. I mean, I'm sure there are people here that do it, and I'm probably, and I'm not insulting you. Please don't think this. I used to drive around town, and they'd have all these, you know, the the glow in the dark nativity sets. The the light comes on at night, and or the blow ups, and all those things. Um, and, and they would have Mary, and they'd have Joseph, and they'd be looking at an empty crib. And I used to think, why don't they put the baby Jesus in there? It's not a surprise. Every year it's a boy. <laughs> you know, why, why, isn't he, why isn't he in there? We know that he came. We know that he died. We know that he's risen. We know he's coming again. People used to say, well, it's not Christmas. But he's here. He's, you know, I, I just think that, 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 that God wants us to rejoice in his presence. God wants us to, to be able to look at him as he looks at us with favor, with love, with compassion. 
He wants us to rejoice and, and, and live in that love. He takes delight in us because he's chosen us, he's forgiven us. And Zephaniah tells us that God is very happy to, to, to forgive our sins. One time a, a rabbi was asked, um, Rabbi, what does, what does God pray when he prays? The rabbi thought for a moment and he said, I think God says, may my mercy overcome my wrath. In other words, God prays that his divine desire for compassion be greater than his divine demand for justice. And that's joyful. That's why God loves us. That's why even in our worst conditions, God is offering us forgiveness. It's God's joy that brings us together. It brings us together today. It will bring us together in a few days to celebrate the Christmas feast. Zephaniah says to us, all those who are scattered throughout the, the, the countryside, he's bringing you home. And those of you who are sub- subject to shame will now enjoy fame. And it's not going to happen in the future, but it's happening now before your own eyes. So on this Sunday of the pink candle, let us look carefully and not lose sight of what's already under our nose, the delight of Christmas, Christ in our midst.